I'm actually, uh, I'm eating my words right now, people. I really am. I, I done already ate breakfast, but I am eating my words as I speak. Not really as we speak, but as I speak. Um, I talked a lot of shit, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I talked a lot of shit about Netflix and, you know, I know Netflix is big on their uh, exclusives, whether it be their TV shows, their movies, whatever you have it. Um, but one of the things that always pissed me off that I was never a fan about was just the, the horror movie selection on Netflix. It's either movies that I own on DVD, movies that I've seen a thousand times, or, you know, some of the movies just suck. I mean, there are a few gems scattered here and there, but for the most part, like I'm just always disappointed with the horror movie selection. So being as though I've been on this Netflix shit for like, um, roughly two weeks now, I came across a movie I heard people, you know, I've always heard people talking about this movie. I think I've seen news here and there, like over the, over the past few months or so about, uh, you know, the sequel that's coming. And one of the things that the, the main character always, uh, really stood out just creepy as all hell, like looks creepy as all hell. So I decided to check the movie out for myself, man. And God damn it, yo. I'm telling y'all, man, what I say, Art the Clown is going to be probably one of the next, uh, might even be one of the same people on the same level as like someone like Victor Crowley um, from the Hatchet series. Shout out to um, Adam Green, uh, part of the Hatchet series. But the Terrifier people, 2016, this movie came out and this was long overdue. I don't know how. It took me so long to watch this movie, but let me tell y'all something, man. It takes a lot, and I say this a lot. It takes a lot to scare me, to creep me out, to shock me in a film. You know, like I've seen movies that are just shock value, and that's all it's really got going for it, and it's, it really doesn't tickle my fancy at all. Like movies like The Human Centipede, even as a horror buff, can't fuck with it, man. I, I just really can't. It's one of the sickest movies I've ever seen in my life, but this shit... The Terrifier, man. Listen, shout out to uh, this movie was written and directed by Damien Leone. Uh, big, big fucking shout out to him for possibly, hopefully, creating another slasher icon in horror cinema, man. This, listen, y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is going to be a spoiler review, of course, but. That this movie had such an impact on me, not like not like an impact of something like, you know, like a, 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 a no country for old men or like Fruitvale Station or something like that, where it really touched my soul. No, this movie creeped me the fuck out and shocked the hell out of me, man, on on multiple levels, man. Now, I, I it's to my knowledge that this movie, this character of Art the Clown was actually it's actually like, a, um you know, it's a spinoff of. All Hallows Eve, which is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's an anthology movie. I haven't gotten a chance to see that, but um, being as though I love The Terrifier so much, I got to check out um, All Hallows Eve now. I think there's a sequel too, but, you know, I should have known that this character was going to have some type of creep factor to it because he basically, he's on the front post, he's the poster child of the All Hallows Eve um, uh, film. So I definitely got to check that out. But this man... I see this motherfucker must have left. Uh, he must have left his imprint pretty strongly um, for him to get his own film and for this film to play out the way it did. Like I said, um, the movie is uh, written and directed by Damien Leone. 
David Howard Thornton plays Art the Clown and big fucking shout out to David Howard Thornton because this guy, uh, listen, man, I don't know what type of method acting he did. I don't know what type of research he did. This ain't Pennywise, people. This ain't Pennywise. This ain't the killer clowns from outer space. This ain't this ain't none of that. None of that cutesy cute shit. Now, no disrespect to the killer clowns and Pennywise and all that. But this this guy is not fucking around, man. Pun intended. He is not clowning around in this movie, man. And like I said, that you know, Tim Curry has his scary moments as Pennywise. Um, Alexander Skarsgård has his scary moments as Pennywise. And the Killer Clowns has some pretty creepy moments. Any clown shit that you can think of, they have their moments. But this guy, man, listen, I'll get into it in a little bit. But also in the movie, you got Jenna Cannell, who plays Tara, who is basically she's the main character for probably the first two acts of the movie. Samantha Scaffody, who plays Victoria, who plays her sister. Catherine uh, Corcoran, who plays Dawn. Katie McGuire plays uh, Monica Brown. Michael Levy, who plays one of the exterminators in this movie. And I couldn't figure out what Michael Levy has been in. You know, I saw the guy's face in a movie and I'm like, I've seen him in something within the last year or so. And I think what it was, not even I think, I actually had to do my research. He's actually in the spoof. He plays like the spoof version of Aaron Corey from Halloween 2018. And um, they did like a Halloween 60 years later spoof that um, that's on YouTube. It's funny as shit, man. And um, lastly, we got Puya Ma Ma Mazani, who plays the cat lady. I really, y'all know I'm bad with these names, man. But basically this this movie let me just say something man this movie is is pretty straightforward you know if you're looking for um you know any like social commentary any like underlying themes or anything like that i don't think that's here at least i didn't get anything of that nature from this movie it's a very straightforward brutal bloody gory ass slasher movie that's all you're getting here so first of all if you're going into this looking for some like art house film shit like hereditary or or uh or midsummer if you're looking for something that's like you know no diss to night living dead that's my favorite movie if you're looking for something with social commentary along the lines of that you don't really you don't get it here man you just you you get exactly what you are stepping into like i don't know what the trailer looked like for this movie i didn't even watch the trailer that you know because with netflix they they show like a, a clip or like a minute or so clip but you know before you pick the movie up but basically we start off here um you know art the clown he's you know he's putting his makeup on he's getting ready to you know he's he's getting his weapons together all that type of shit but in the midst of that we get a um we get this woman, uh, Monica, she's Monica Brown, she, uh, played by Katie McGuire. She's, she's interviewing this woman, excuse me. She's interviewing this woman and she's talking about, you know, how the woman is, this, you know, the sole survivor of the murders that took place Halloween night with Art the Clown. And, um, you, you come to find out that the woman she's interviewing, not only is she a survivor of what happened, you know, um, that night with the art, the murders with Art the Clown, not only is she, uh, not only is she a survivor, but she's fucking like horribly disfigured now i didn't really know what happened to her face i just know when they showed her face like i've i used to watch a lot of ripley's believe it or not so i don't know what they based you know her face on but her face is fucked up like it kind of looks like it's been you know like she, like she's been mauled to death by some type of animal or something like that at the zoo her face is really fucked up like you can't even this is way beyond uh gary oldman playing mason verger in hannibal type shit like at least he was not identifiable but he you know he had like you know his one eye was kind of sort of intact you know his his face his face looks normal compared to hers to say the least so she's basically you know she's talking about um 
some of the things she endured they don't spend a lot they don't spend a lot of time on it but then you get back to you know art the clown getting his weapons together getting his whole costume together and then um you know we do find out after that scene like you know you get the title card but after that scene there's a there's a scene with monica in her dressing room after she's done this interview with this girl and you find out she's actually a real bitch man because she you know she's on the phone with her boyfriend or her husband whoever the hell the guy is that she's on the phone with he's in like the pictures in her in her dressing room but she's actually like she's talking about like oh my god i thought she was gonna attack me can you believe what her face looks like you know if i ever look like that honey just make sure you put me out of my misery so she's real bitchy about it and you know that's like that's that wendy williams shit you know you you fake it like you're concerned and then you just make a you know you make certain type of rude remarks and stuff like that that is not uncommon in um you know entertainment like as far as like tv hosts and interviewers and like journalists go and shit like that but um you know she gets her dues now i don't know if this girl was in there listening the whole time but you know she 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 does the whole is somebody there you know she 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 opens up the you know she pries away the the, the clothes on the hangers to, to see that nobody's there she thinks somebody's in the room but come to find out that this, this woman who's horribly disfigured she pops up behind her and she gouges her fucking eyes out like bad and it's like you when she gouges this woman's eyes out you get a taste of what the gore is really going to be here because li listen man they do not hold back with the violence in this movie if y'all are squeamish the faint of heart all of that type of cutesy cute stuff it's not this this is not the movie for y'all man i'm telling y'all right now when they when the gore kicks in they go for it and they go for that shit tenfold man it is nothing to play around with and shout out to whoever did the practical effects for this movie because they're awesome um so you know we get monica's death scene so then we get the introductions of the two best friends tara and dawn now it's basically you know just your average you know drunken drunken girl banter uh, back and forth amongst each other you know they are best friends tara's kind of you know they're both like i'm not going to say they're punk rockers but it's like they they've coming from a costume party tara kind of looks like she's like the gothic chick dawn is the blonde who is um you know the uh, kind of like the opposite side you know the yin to yang of of the laid back brunette friend and it is kind of implied that uh that dawn is the promiscuous one of the two so you know basically what happens is like i said you get you get this back and forth girl talk and all this other shit it's nothing really nothing really too major nothing really uh that'll make or break the the movie itself but what you do get is art the clown just so happens to be walking down the street with this big ass black trash bag over his shoulder costume and everything now art the clown like whether it be in lighting whether it be in darkness this motherfucker is creepy man i'm trying to tell y'all that this guy it, it takes a lot to creep me out whether he's just staring whether he's smiling whether he's doing these weird clownish type of antics it is creepy man it works so he spots them you know they're debating one of them you know they have to go to the bathroom and they want to get something to eat because they're super drunk right now and um they, they want to sober up basically before they before they drive home so what happens is art the clown you know he sees them he takes a liking to them you know because he you know he smiles at them but then he disappears so then we get um you know we get uh tara and dawn in the pizza shop and it's, it's actually making me hungry right now it's making me want to speed this uh this review up a little bit but we get a scene where they're in the pizza shop and it's another creepy ass scene because you know again they're talking amongst themselves and this that and the other having a girl talk nothing uh nothing too crazy too extravagant but what happens is art the clown steps right into the pizza shop like he literally it's, it's almost like michael myers type of shit where he just randomly 
Um, you know, if you want to talk Michael Myers from the first movie, since he wasn't related to Laurie Strode, so they say, but, um, it's basically some Halloween Michael Myers type shit because he sees them, takes a liking to them and just fucks with them for the rest of the night. His, his heart is no matter who he kills, his heart is set on mainly Tara, but Dawn also because she, you know, it's like guilty by association. You are with her. You got to fucking go also. So he goes in a pizza shop and he literally sits right across from them and he's got his hands folded at the table and he's just staring like he's got this dead stare just locked in on Tara for some strange reason. And she's creeped all the way the fuck out. So what he does is he starts smiling. You know, he folds his hands and, you know, he, he rests his chin in his in his, uh, in his folded hands and all that type of shit. So he's just staring at them. Dawn, Tara's creeped out. Dawn's drunk ass, like, you know, her being the, 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 the wild. She's like, she's like Linda turned up. You know, Linda from Halloween turned up, you know, everything's so totally and I just want to be wild and spontaneous and all of this shit. So she's taking the whole thing for a joke. So what she decides to do, which is, you know, anybody's bright idea when they're drunk and they're in a pizza shop and there's a fucking clown sitting across from them just staring. What she decides to do, she says, can I take a selfie with you? And he's still just locked on Tara. He's not paying Dawn any mind. So what she does, she sits on his lap and, you know, she at some point she grabs, he's got this tiny little, <laughs> this tiny little cup hat on his head and she grabs it and she like pulls it back and it snaps back into his face and he kind of stares at her that's when you know not only is Tara in trouble but Dawn's probably going to be in trouble first because she's fucking with him you know Tara's trying to fall back and chill and all this other stuff so Dawn is just snapping self snapping selfies with him you know making the duck face blowing kisses and all this other stuff so then she tells him thank you and she just gets back up and goes over to the table and he just stares at her again so another weird thing that happens after that. Now I'm not going to break down every single nook and cranny. I'm just I'm really going to talk about the things that really matter in this movie, like the creep factor, the violence, the uh, like just the standout scenes for the most part. But um, something that's also creepy is uh, Art the Clown gets up. You know, after the whole selfie situation, he grabs like a quarter off the table. He puts it in the little machine. You guys remember those machines where you put the you put the quarter in and whatever you whatever's inside comes out. So he gives he gets a ring. You know, he gets one of those 25 cent rings for uh, Tara. And he actually for one, who the fuck just lets a strange clown just put just put paws on her? Like, I don't under excuse me, I don't understand how that is even like rational. But he grabs her hand and she's like, well, what are you doing? And he just puts the ring on her and you know, that's it. So he just walks, he, he walks off to the bathroom and, um, a short time after that, not, not very long after that at all. Um, Art the Clown gets kicked out by the shop owner, Steve, you know, the pizza shop owner, Steve. And I'm wondering when I first saw this, I'm like, what did he get kicked out for? And the girl, you know, Dawn makes a joke and she's like, well, what did he jizz all over the bathroom? And I swear to God, that's the first thing I thought of. Like, was he just in there whacking off to the girls or something like that? And then the, the shop owner called him. And what happened, I just, I did not expect it at all. I'll get to it in a second, but he does get kicked out by the shop owner and um, the shop owner throws his trash bag out and he just, you know, he takes off after that. So, you know, of course, the damsels in distress are in more distress because, you know, the car has a flat tire all of a sudden. So they're insinuating that, um, you know, that Art the Clown, well, actually Tara anyway, because Dawn is still not taking anything fucking seriously in life at all. So, you know, they have a flat tire and Tara's insinuating like, well, what if that guy who was staring at us did this? And Dawn's just kind of like laughing it off like, oh, whatever. Ha ha ha. So you already know shit's not going to be good for her, man, because she can't take anything seriously. And by the time she does, it's already too late. But after that, we do find out what Art the Clown was doing in the bathroom. My man was basically taking a shit and writing 
his name on the walls and shit like how fucking disturbing is that now he hasn't killed anyone in the movie yet we have had a death scene but it was at the hands of someone else and art the clown while he hasn't killed anybody he's he's scribble scrabbling with shit on the bathroom walls and that's that's a little disturbing and i'm just like what's this guy like what's up with this dude man i i have no idea (laughs) what i'm in for man so in order to speed things up for their night tara basically calls her sister up named victoria and you know she wants a ride because what the fuck are siblings good for you know they only call you when they're in a jam or they need some help basically so she calls her sister up and her sister's like no you know i want to study and you know i gotta be up in five hours but she's i guess she's got a roommate her roommate comes in with this guy and um you know they start making out and shit so you know victoria basically she's like fuck this i don't want to sit around for this so she decides to pick her sister up now what happens after this man and this is um this is actually i'm gonna there's a reference here that i that i peeped right away and a movie that we all know and love well a lot of us you know some people are divided on it and how it turned out the movie i'm going to mention in reference does borrow shit from this movie and um that stuff i'm talking about being borrowed is you know uh we've the guy that's actually the the pizza shop employee that's actually cleaning up the shit in the bathroom he's looking for shop owner steve and you know when steve doesn't answer he you know he he lingers around in the front of the shop but he finds steve's fucking decapitated head on the counter now not only is his head decapitated but his eyes are lit on fire his nose is lit on fire and his face is kind of like carved almost like in jack-o'-lantern fashion now when i saw that the first thing i thought of well what year did this movie come out and what year did, and I know Halloween 2018 came out in 2018, obviously, but when I found out they did this in 2016, I said, yep, Halloween 2018 definitely took that from this movie because it's all, it's in the same fashion, the very same fashion that Michael Myers did that, uh, one of those cops, I think the cop played by Christopher Nelson, who actually did the makeup effects for the movie. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when, uh, Toby Huss finds that cop in the car in Halloween. His face is carved, you know, and it's, it's uh, he's got a like a flashlight stuck in his neck to make it to give it that jack o' lantern effect. But his face is carved like a jack o' lantern. But these people did it first in the Terrifier. So shout out Damien Leone for for putting that into the forefront because it is fucking disturbing, man. It's real. It's a really disturbing image. So what happens is the employee tries to you know he tries to call for help. Art the clown cuts his fucking hand off with a uh, with a meat cleaver. So he stabs him in the cheek with like this small knife and he doesn't stop there, man. And I'm t- listen, this is back to me saying this gore in this movie is fucking vicious, y'all. He doesn't he stabs him in the cheek once after fucking uh cutting his hand off. He doesn't even stop there. He just stabs him in the face multiple times, stabs him in the eye like he goes to town and paints that shit red 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 cherry pie all over the place like he fucks this dude up like he really like when there's like an insert shot of the guy's face when art the clown is done and it is not good man that is closed casket business 110 percent right there so i'm already like okay he's writing and shit he's decapitating heads and turning them into jack-o'-lanterns and um he's mutilating people's faces He's stabbing people's faces multiple times. I'm like, okay, this dude's vicious. But it don't stop there, man. It does not stop there, man. It is it is absolutely insane, the shit that this guy pulls off in this movie. Now, what happens is Tara, you know, she has to use the bathroom, of course, and she finds a... Uh, 
she finds this guy outside of this building like this warehouse type of building i really don't exactly know what the building is i just know that they get lost in it for no goddamn reason so she sees the jan the janitor guy outside and you know he's telling her like yeah you know i could lose my job for this and she's like oh well you know i'll just be really quick and you know he lets her use the bathroom eventually and she leaves dawn in the car now this is another creepy thing that's very subtle. Dawn is in the is in the car listening to the radio. She's like checking her phone and doing all this other shit, but she's listening to the radio and there are news reports about, you know, about the murders at the pizza shop. And they're saying that, you know, the, the, the reports say that the guy is dressed like a clown, black and white face paint, black and white outfit. You see him, you know, call the police, blah, 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 blah. Now she's listening to it and she looks at the picture that she took with Art the Clown in her phone. And that scene is creepy for me because it's just the idea of it is scary. Like for shit to be happening right where you are to hear news reports about it, whether you know what's going on and you hear the news report or whether it's brand new to you, like, um, you know, Night of Living Dead having the news reports on the radio on that Zenith radio. Shout out to Zenith, man, because that radio is so classic. But um, it's also like, you know, uh, Halloween 2 where the girl uh, with a girl, um, I think her name's Alice. She's listening to the radio and they're talking about the murders that just happened down the street or whether it be something like uh, the original Tales from the Crypt movie where. You know, the, the all throughout the house segment where, um, Jesus Christ, what is her name? I can't remember the actress's name. I'll figure it out in a second. But, you know, when she hears the reports of the Santa Claus that escaped from, or the guy that escaped from mental institution dressing up like Santa Claus and he's a, you know, he's a murderer and shit like that. It's something scary about just the idea of, um, news reports of something that's happening in your area that, that's literally, you know, right around the corner from you or right behind you or whatever the case may be. It's, it's, it's genuinely scary. So of course what happens is, you know, Art steps up into the car, you know, he gets into the passenger seat. She thinks it's Tara, but it's Art the clown and he's covered in blood. So she screams and then, you know, they let it, um, they let it transition into a whole nother shot. But this is what pisses me off about this movie, man. The fact that it didn't it didn't break the movie for me or take me out of it. It just pisses me the fuck off, man, because Tara's looking for a bathroom and somehow this fucking broad gets lost in like every dark section of this basement in this warehouse, man. And the guy tells her, he's like, yeah, there's rats in here. You know, I checked the bathroom, it's rat free. But somehow some fucking how all of this for the bathroom like she literally she scales this fucking building i don't know how many times but she just she gets so deep into the basement and into the building that she can't even fucking find her way out like and it's just a wrap from there so while she's lost in the you know in the trenches and in the, in the crevices of this creepy ass building she runs into this um she runs into the cat lady she runs into this creepy cat lady played by um uh not katie mcguire's played by uh puya Mo Senny. I hope I'm saying her name right. I apologize, but she runs into this uh this, this creepy cat lady and you know she's she's off her rocker. She's like, "Oh, we haven't had neighbors in so long. This is my daughter Emily and clearly she's fucked up in the head because her daughter Emily is a literally a doll, like a baby doll. And uh Tara knows she's fucked up in the head. So Tara kind of I do like how Tara plays along because um you know, the woman saying, you know, we haven't had neighbors this long and this, that, and the other. Like, it's an actual place that she lives at. But Tara plays along in a way where she can get the fuck out of Dodge. And she's like, oh, well, I have to go talk to the landlord. The first month's rent is due. And the woman makes a comment when she walks out that's pretty strange. I think she says, um, she says punctuality is the, 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 the something she says about uh, some type of fortune cookie quote that she says. So 
what happens is when Tara's trying to find her way out of this place, you know, because apparently she stumbled into the, the Legends of the Hidden Temple dungeon and shit. But when she tries to find her way out, she sees Art the Clown and he's like holding his hands up like he's, he's got this look on his face while he's smiling like I didn't do it. But he looks surprised and he's got the scalpel in his hand. But what he does is he jumps at her and she takes off fucking running. Now, we do get a cat and mouse scene like you know her hiding and him just creeping around looking for her. this reminds me a lot of house of wax the remake of that um i can't remember the studio that that brought us house the house of wax remakes i i actually like it uh, a whole lot but it, it reminded me of that cat and mouse chasing with paris hilton and uh and the, and the serial killer vincent because um you know she's hiding behind uh, she's hiding behind cars and he's creeping around and she keeps like looking up you know, trying to peek through the window, and I'm thinking, like, she's going to peek through that window, and she's going to get Paris Hilton, like, she's going to get a big-ass log stick thrown through her forehead, and she's going to die, but, yeah, it reminded me a lot of House of Wax, now, basically, you know, it's, it's a lot of cat and mouse shit, Tara ends up fighting back, but in the midst of all of that, we see that Victoria is still on her way, like, where the fuck does Victoria live, like, how far is this drive, because she's on the interstate, you know, she's, uh, there are more reports on the radio that she's listening to about Art the Clown, but she's not really taking it seriously, she's still pissed that she's, you know, she has to be sister to the rescue and all of that other shit, so, um, what happens is Tara, you know, like I said, it's a lot of cat and mouse shit, and, uh, you know, it didn't make or break the movie for me, but I feel like the movie almost has too much cat and mouse uh, scenarios going on, like scenarios where it's just like, okay, she's going to run and hide, he's going to creep around, nothing's going to happen, we cut to another scene, she's going to run and hide, he's going to creep around, nothing will happen, you know what I'm saying, but it's, it wasn't, it, like I said, it wasn't anything to, to take me completely out of the movie, it was just, um, it was a little overwhelming and ongoing at times, but what happens is Tara, you know, she's trying to call for help. The janitor is like, I think he's mopping the floor. He's got his, he's got his earphones blasting, but Tara tries to yell for help. And she, you know, uh, art, you know, he pops up behind her and he injects her with whatever it is he injects her with. It knocks her ass out. So, you know, she wakes up and she's, uh, her, her mouth's taped up and she's tied to a chair. Now this scene, people. This is the scene that, listen, man, I, yo, I'm telling y'all, I, I had a feeling what was going to happen because I think I've seen like memes and shit like that where the, you know, what happens beforehand, before this, this scene happens, I, I've, I've seen it, but I got the gist of maybe what was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to like not shy away from it the way that they did. So what happens is Art the Clown is basically, you know, he's fucking with Tara at this point. He's pulling out all these different weapons. He's jumping at her to see if she'll flinch. So she does flinch. So what he does is he grabs a big ass bone saw. If anybody doesn't know what, you know, bone saw, that's, you know, if y'all see Return of the Living Dead, you know that uh, the bone saw is what uh, Bert uses to cut that, that cadaver's body parts up. So he grabs a big ass bone saw and while Tara's tied up, he unveils in front of her what appears to be, <laughs> you know, her best friend Dawn. Dawn is, he has her strung up by her legs. She, her legs are shackled and separated from each other her hands are tied up behind her back and her mouth is taped up and she's completely ass fucking naked she's just in her panties though she's not completely naked she's in her panties but so you know him having this bone saw and her just being hoisted upside down you know this is going to go bad and just when i'm thinking it's going to go bad this shit gets it, it goes from bad to worse to to worse like to just i, I it's no words that i can think of to describe what was going through my head when this scene happened so you know this is a big wtf moment for me so what he does is he yanks uh dawn's panties off while she's hanging upside down 
he you know he 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 checks her out for a second. What this motherfucker does, what Art the Clown does, man, he said, listen, I ain't with all that cute Pennywise shit, that killer clown cotton candy shit. I'm gonna give this shit to y'all raw and uncut. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give it to you like your dealer on the street gives it to you. What he does, he takes the bone saw and he starts from her vagina all the way down to her head and cuts this bitch in half and he doesn't do it fast like he he gets the shit done but as you know they don't show it right away the effect you hear the sound effect so i can deal with that because i i saw saw you know the movie saw and you don't always see um dr gordon cutting his foot off you get a shot of it but you don't see him cutting his foot off it's just the sound of it and it's, it's psychological it leaves you it leaves you with nothing but your imagination to understand like yo this shit is really going down right now he cuts this bitch in half and then they do the insert shot on him with the bone saw cutting through her pussy i'm like listen there's there's some listen let me tell y'all there are some things in movies that i can give a pass to and i'm not saying this this fucked up the movie for me i'm saying this fucked up my head like my life in general there's certain things i can give a pass to but when you when you do that like you listen he didn't want her to have no kids he, he wanted her to stop breathing for one but it's like listen you ain't having no more sex you ain't popping out no kids you ain't doing none of that shit from the kitty to the titties people he cuts that bitch in half and they don't shy away from it after a while like at first they leave you with your imagination you know they keep cutting back from his reaction to dawn's reaction to an insert shot of him cutting through her pussy like cutting through like cutting up towards her chest and shit he cuts like he cuts just enough of her head in half but he leaves the rest of it so that she doesn't even fully split apart and and tara's just stuck sitting there watching her best friend get split in half like god damn it man i'm telling y'all this is probably one of the most disturbing scenes in this movie and one of the most disturbing and brutal fucking kill scenes i have ever seen in my life this is probably you know if i would have known i would if i would have known better i would have made this a cringe city edition commentary man because god damn, yo i cringed so hard because i'm like how, how 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 do you do that to a person like victor crowley does some shit man he tears limbs off but he ain't no nah, he did cut somebody he cut up some chick's pussy he did he he hit her with the hatchet up in her shit and he had trouble yanking it out which means she probably did her kegels 10 times a day but that's neither here nor there, y'all. That is a fucking disturbing as death scene. But Dawn, she gets free. She gets free. Now, how she didn't go into shock from seeing that, I don't know, because I probably would have screamed so loud through the tape that I would I would have probably tried to like emotionally put myself into shock my damn self, if that makes any sense. I don't know, man, because the scene is just so fucked up, man. I have I haven't seen anything like that in a really long time. I haven't seen anything like that probably since one of the better Saw films that really made me cringe like that. And um what happens is Tara escapes, you know, she 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 escapes and she she fights back. She keeps fighting back. She fights back a lot. And I, I would to, to her credit, I, I will definitely uh commend uh the character of Tara for fighting back and wanting to, you know, fuck this guy up. Cause she knows that this guy is not nothing to play with. And she knows that he's probably gonna toy and play around with her, but her ass is grass. Like when he gets around to killing her, it's gonna be very bad. She just saw what happened to her friend. Her friend is not half the woman she used to be uh, i know i know don't uh don't it's a bad joke it's a bad joke i know fuck all that so what happens is we get more 
you know, like I said, it doesn't take me out the movie, but we do get more cat and mouse, her hiding and all this other shit. So basically what happens is when Tara's fighting back and she's ready to rock, like she's ready to go and she's like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like she's ready to fight. Art pulls out a gun, he pulls out a gun and shoots her. And, and I kind of was like, you know, when he shot her, I think he shoots her in like the stomach or something like that. And when I when he, when I saw him shoot her, I'm just like, for real, dog, like you had a gun this whole time. That's kind of cheating for a slasher, bro. That's kind of cheating. I kind of like, I, you know, I had that. uh, I had the meh face, the M.E.H. I had that face like, eh whatever dog you ain't have you 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 was you cheating man you cheating you wanted to do all this playing around shit but she was about to get the best of you so you had to pull the burner out so he shoots her and what he does is you know i'm th i'm thinking he's gonna you know tie her back up and keep her held hostage and fuck with her some more what he does is he shoots her again he shoots her in the face but what if they shot you in the face makes me think of dumb and dumber but yeah he shoots her in the face like in her cheek but she's actually still alive and the bullet wound looks looks pretty realistic man like for her to get shot in her face like that's um it's pretty vicious so what happens is when he shoots her in the cheek he runs out of bullets so he goes back over to his trusty black trash bag shout out to hefty and glad uh he goes over to you know his trash bag and he you know he dumps the clip out he wants to put more bullets in his gun so i didn't really know what was going to happen at this point because i honestly didn't expect him to shoot her again but what happens is victoria finally pulls up you know i don't know if she hitched a ride on aladdin's magic carpet or whatever the fuck she did or she took the scenic route she might have traveled with harry and lloyd from dumb and dumber all the way from aspen or some shit i don't know but she took forever to get there she's about as useful this character i mean she she has her fight bag moments too towards the end but she's about as useful as cops in horror movies man she shows up once everybody's dead you know for the most part her sister's still alive at this point but she she gets to the front door excuse me and she calls her sister so art sees the he sees the uh you know the phone call so the fact that this I, I don't know if i mentioned this or not but art the clown does not talk and this is one of the things that makes this character so creepy man and the, and the actor did a fucking amazing job when you can convey emotions through like facial expressions and uh and and hand gestures and things of that nature is creepy as shit and is good method acting man he does not say a single word through this entire movie so he doesn't pick the phone up what he does is he sends a text message that says um tara is sick come around the back entrance or something like that and it's like first of all no now listen sibling or not i've been driving all night to come pick your ass up when i didn't even want to and I had to be up five hours later and had to study for a midterm or whatever else you're studying for. You know, you get you you get all the way down there and then you just get a text message. For, obviously, it's not from Tara. It says Tara is sick. Come around the back. Fuck no. Hell to the no. Now, I, listen, man, I don't care. I'm not doing it. You're going to have to give me, you know, I'm going to text back like, well, who is this? Or I'm going to keep calling until I get an answer because I'm not just going to. I'm not just going to randomly respond to a text that's basically not the person who 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 they're they're saying that that they y'all get what the fuck I'm saying, man. It doesn't make sense for her to just willingly go around back when she just gets a text message from somebody else. Now, I don't maybe she was um maybe he was texting her because or texting her that way because he knew that she had previously been with Dawn before Dawn got split in half. So uh, maybe she thought it was dawn. I, you know what? And it didn't even think it didn't even dawn on me. Literally, pun intended. Didn't even dawn on me until just now that she was with somebody else. So maybe she thought it was her friend texting. So, but either way, I need answers. You know, I need answers before I go snooping around some uh, creepy ass abandoned building. I, actually, the building's not abandoned, but it's just creepy as hell. Um, 
But, you know, one of the speaking of creepy, one of the other creepier parts in this movie is the fact that, you know, when Art the Clown is making his way back over to Tara, you know, because she's still on the ground uh, bleeding out. So what happens is before he walks up to her, he takes a selfie with Dawn's dead body just hanging upside down. and He's smiling. You know, um, that that was that that was pretty strange for me, man. This this guy is he's a really a really disturbing character, man. So. What happens is, and I didn't see this coming a mile away, man. While I'm thinking he was going to keep her held hostage some more before he actually killed her, he shoots her in the head. He shoots Tara right in the head. And, you know, that's it. That's it. She's gone at that point. But he doesn't stop there. He just continuously shoots her in the face. I don't know if he empties the clip, but he shoots her fucking face up to the point where, you know, like this shit looks like pulp. You know, he shoots her face literally to a pulp. And what happens is the cat lady is witnessing the entire thing. So he kind of like waves at her and smiles and she runs off. So much for her being the creepy person. She finally realizes, listen, I'm not the only fucked up person in this building. So, you know, um, the cat lady, basically, she tries to warn the janitor. And I guess given her given her appearance and the fact that he didn't know anybody was in the building and the fact that she she's talking like, you know, he he doesn't know whether to believe her so she's trying to tell him like listen there's a guy and there's a guy in here murdering people there's a dead woman downstairs and he's just like listen like get the fuck off me or i'm gonna call the police like i and i kind of side with him on that but i'm gonna get out the building then i'm gonna call the police because it's like yeah if somebody runs up to me like you know first of all give me six feet because i don't know you like that but if somebody runs up to me and they're saying you know they're saying what they're saying i i, I don't know what to think and i'm automatically going to think listen crazy lady be gone type of stuff now what happens is he's trying to call for help and uh art finds him in the stairwell and knocks his ass out smashes his phone and um soon after that the the cat lady goes back to find <laughs> to find her fake baby emily missing and uh you know she finds art the clown in the hallway and she's so attached to this doll baby she's like please you know you're frightening her please and then art, art the clown is just basically like putting his finger up his index finger to his mouth like telling her to be quiet because he's rocking a baby to sleep quote unquote the baby to sleep now she's trying to sympathize with this guy and tell him she's like um she's like you know have have you no mercy you know have you never felt a mother's touch please have mercy on my baby and all this other shit and it's like yeah this bitch is definitely crazy because this guy is, is a clown covered in blood you know who like clearly you're both crazy because you're trying to plead with him about giving mercy to an, an inanimate object basically that you have come to raise as your own inanimate object but um you know her talking to mothers touching all of that she kind of like eases her way over to him and he's like very you know he's very open to the fact and she's she cradles this bloody ass serial killer holding this while he's cradling the baby she's cradling him while he's sucking his thumb the <laughs> There is so much weird shit going on in this movie, man, but that's why I love it. That's why it works, man. Now, what happens is Michael Levy uh, comes around, and this is the guy, he's he's the exterminator. Like I said, he's the guy that was in that Halloween 60 years later uh, trailer on YouTube. Now, with him being in the midst, you know, uh, in, in the midst of things, he, he's waiting for somebody to open the door out back where he's parked his truck at. Victoria's still wandering around this fucking building still wandering around this building now what now, I, for, I don't know why people just keep getting lost in this building no trail of breadcrumbs no gps no nothing they just keep getting lost in the same dark ass corridors and basements of this building i don't understand but what happens is she finds dawn's body hanging upside down and um 
she runs, but she finds a woman. She she comes across this this naked woman that's on the ground, like crawling away, and she's bloodied up. And you know, she tries to help the woman and call for help. But what happens is we find out it's kind of like a switch, the old switcheroo. Uh, what what happens is you go you look across the room. She sees somebody roll over, and it is the cat lady, and she's naked on the ground with her fucking chest, her chest is missing, like, her entire chest piece has been carved off, it's been cut off, so, automatically, you know that's not her on the ground, so what happens, Art the Clown jumps the fuck up, and, you know, he, he tries to attack, uh, he, he tries to attack Victoria, she runs off and hides in a closet, now, this is the point where, this shit that Art the Clown does in this scene, what we see here, this is the scene where I, I, I turn in Dr. Loomis, uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell's version of Dr. Loomis, where he's like, you, you gotta stop thinking we're dealing with a normal man here, that's, this is when I'm just like, yo, this motherfucker is deranged, off his rocker, there are no meds that could ever be prescribed to Art the Clown to cure whatever the fuck it is this guy has going on in his head, this motherfucker has cut off the cat lady's tits, like, not cut her titties off single, like, one by one, he cut her whole chest piece off and wore it and he's got a wig on, and he's walking around naked, like, kind of just flailing his arms around, like, really flamboyantly, it's very Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs type of shit, when he's, like, tucking his dick in between his, uh, in between his legs and dancing to that music, like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. That's what it was giving me vibes up, but the fact that this, this motherfucker really is, 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 is insane, is insane, you, at that point, you have to understand that, you may not make it out of the situation, man. And if you do, you're dealing with a guy who has nothing to lose. When fucks were distributed out in line, he was skipped in line every single time, man. This guy is walking around with a wig and a woman's tits, half leather face, half Buffalo Bill. He's just ass naked, just flailing all over, all over the place. It's insane, yo. It's fucking nuts. Now, what happens is... You know, we get some quick cat and mouse shit because she's hiding in the closet and he's like shaking the shaking the closet trying to get to her. Now, what happens is the exterminator gets murked off and he God damn it, man. This this yo man, I'm trying to tell y'all, Art the Clown gets busy in this movie. As far as the kills go, you you're going to die. You are going to die in one of the most horrible manners ever. You should ever you should be so lucky to run into Michael Myers or Jason or something like that. Because this guy, man, whew. Jesus Christ, man. So what happens is when he kills the exterminator, he stabs the, you know, the guy's investigating. He finds a key under the mat. So he's investigating, doing shit. He, I think he sees a trail of blood or something like that that he follows. And Art pops up behind him, stabs him in his head. I don't know if it's a knife or a screwdriver, but he stabs him in the top of his head, pulls his head back. And, you know, not only, you know, you couldn't just stab him in the head one time and just let him die. He pulls his, grabs him by the, by the knife in the head or whatever it is grabs a fucking, pulls out a machete, and starts cutting the guy's fucking head off, and I'm talking, this is some Taliban, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda type shit from back in the day, when they were cutting people's heads off and posting it online type shit, yes, people, I did see one of those videos, it's some of the most disturbing shit I've ever seen in my life, I had to see it to believe it, but that is exactly what this scene reminded me of, because it's not a quick decapitation, like, this ain't no, no clean sweep, you know, one swipe deal, this is not a one-shot deal here, this guy is cutting into this man's neck and then he doesn't even stop there because when he gets to like his spine he pulls his head back to kind of like 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 bend his neck backwards and open up the wound a little more but then he just he just tears his head completely off his shoulders you know he stares at it for a second then he throws it on the ground 
He, you know, he puts his foot on the guy's severed head, takes a knife or whatever the hell it is out the top of his head. Then he kicks his head across the fucking room. <sighs> Listen, man, I've seen a lot of death scenes in my time. This this uh, this movie is on some other shit, ladies and gentlemen. I am not like when I say Art the Clown gets busy. Give this man a sequel. Give this man a trilogy. Give this man a franchise and he definitely needs a franchise with uh, where I'm going with this ending here, which I'm about to get to in a little bit. So, you know, we get more we get more cat and mouse shit. And that's the only thing, honestly, that keeps this movie from a full 10 is that the cat and mouse scenes, they're not terrible, but they just went on for too long and they happen too often. You know, um, and, you know, we get like just some, uh, you know, some scare tactics with Art the Clown riding on it. You know, he's riding on this little ass tricycle thing and um you know, uh, he, he he disappears off the tricycle. And another thing about this building, man, I know that the downs, like where they're at and where Art the Clown is stalking these people at, what's up with all the rats, man? Like, I know that the janitor mentioned something about the rats to Tara early on, but it's like, what's up with the rats, man? Do these motherfuckers work at Bachman Mill from Graveyard Shift or some shit like that? And is it like a big bat rat monster that's somewhere, you know, uh, that, that has to feed its family of rats? Because it's a shit ton of rats in this building, man. Like, the upkeep, Alan I is not going to be pleased when he comes to that building, man. He's really not. Now... We do get a, 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 a tiny glimmer of hope, but not really, because, you know, this month, like, it's, everybody's fair game in this movie, man. Everybody's fair game. I didn't really expect anybody to make it out with the way that things were going and in, in the manner that people were getting murdered in this movie. I didn't expect anybody to make it out. But the janitor, he does wake up. And, um, you know, when he wakes up, Victoria finds Tara's body. And, of course, you know, uh, there's a big sign that Art has put on her body that says circus. And I, I don't know. It's just really it's really strange stuff. But she sees her sister. So, you know, that's an emotional moment where she's like, you can't be dead. You know, you can't be dead. And um, Art the Clown comes up. He runs up. Well, not runs up, but he comes up on her and he starts whipping her. He's got like this rope that has like scissors and scalpels attached to it, which is crazy. It's, it gave me a. Uh, it took me back to, you know, something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where Nubbins is slicing Sally up as she's running away because he's fucking her up with this, um, with this, with this, with this rope, with the scalpels and the scissors. So what happens is janitor to the rescue. He comes in and mind you, this janitor not only has a Michael Myers jumpsuit on, but he kind of almost reminded me of Tony Moran, who played Michael Myers, the unmasked Michael Myers in the first movie. Um but he does he just doesn't have uh, as much weight on him as Tony Moran does. But he kind of reminded me of that guy. Now. What happens is, Janitor to rescue, he knocks Art the Clown out. He's like, come on, I'm going to get you out of here. So they go in a room where there's a telephone. And uh, at this point, Victoria's kind of like, she, she's almost borderline delirious at this point. But she's still coherent as far as what's going on. And my thing is, like, you know, the janitor calls 911. What's up with this comatose-ass operator? He's like, listen, there's a fucking guy in here with a clown costume that's chopping people up and cutting bitch pussies off and all this other shit. It's ass, blood, and guts everywhere. And the operator's just like, uh... Yeah, we'll send a unit right away. I need you to stay on the line. What's the status of the victim? Are you hurt, sir? What do you do on your days off? Do you like to watch Real House Real Housewives of fucking like she's just so she's so fucking uh she's just so plain about it, man. I would hate to be in a like a life or death situation and I just deal with a 911 operator that is that calm man trust me people i've had to call 911 to get an ambulance sent to my house before and i was like really hysterical and they are trying to like when somebody like wants you to calm down or they they want they they want to just act calm about it like that's going to piss me off but the guy he does get frustrated he's like listen we're not waiting here for the cops man just send the cops we about to get the fuck up out of here so he hangs up 
<laughs> what happens is when they're trying to escape, you know, they, they, they leave out the room and they're in the hallway trying to escape. The guy's looking for like some keys or some shit to unlock the door. Apparently every, every door in this building has been chained and locked. It's like, what the, f what type of establishment is this? What type of business are y'all running, man? I don't know what the hell's going on in this building, but you know, janitor gets caught slipping because Art the Clown pops right back up. You cannot keep this motherfucker down for a long time. But when, what happens is he pops right back up and he starts fucking up the uh, the janitor. He kicks he kicks his head, but he straight up Rob Zombie Halloween twos this motherfucker and he stomps his head right in. Like I'm talking like his shit explodes. Now this is a creepy ass scene and it kind of threw me off a little bit, not in a bad way, but it threw me off just like it was it was really um it was really uncomfortable because. Not only does Art the Clown, you know, stomp this janitor's fucking head in and turn him into a pulp, but what he's doing afterwards, he's taking so much pride in it, he's laughing. He Art is cracking the hell up at what he has just done to this janitor, but he's doing one of those uncontrollable laughs that we've all we've all been there where you can laugh uncontrollably and you're like like, but he's not making a sound. He's laughing uncontrollably while silent, and he's like kind of like wave like flagging off like invisible people and flagging off invisible things like waving his hand like no 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 wait this shit is too funny that's exactly how he's laughing and i'm like this guy is really acting without saying a word man he has not uttered a single word even when he's when they inflict damage on him you know if they stab him or if they hit him with a two by four or knock something over his head he doesn't make a sound throughout this whole movie man and that's something that's really cool about this character man is the fact that like i said man i don't i, I have no idea what type of um what type of you know methods or procedures david howard thornton went as far as uh creating this character or art the clown but this guy is amazing playing this role man and um you know so he's laughing and what happens is victoria escapes she she escapes again but she runs away and you know she she's she's looking for a door to open up and and hide and seek refuge but what pisses me off is she goes into the double doors that say in big red letters, keep out. You know, it's like somebody going into that door from The Walking Dead. It's like, don't open dead inside type shit. It's like, why would you? You might as well have the doors from it. Not scary at all. Very scary. Really scary. Whatever the hell that they was painted on the doors. It's like, why would you go in the... My thing is, I'm not going to keep running. Like, at some point... I'm going to have to be real with myself and say, listen, this guy's fucking people up, but maybe I can make it out of this. Like I'm a, I'll sit in a corner and I'll wait for him size his ass up. If you don't have anything with no distance on you, you gonna have to run up on me, man. You have to run up on me and it's not going to be no easy feat. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, this ain't going to be no, it's the same thing with zombies. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy meal. It's not going to be an easy kill. None of that shit, man. But what happens is she, she goes in. You know, she goes in the big double doors that basically tell her not to. It says, keep out. And, you know, we get more scare tactics from Art the Clown because he's like squeezing this horn at the front of the door. And she's just like, leave me alone, you monster, you psycho, leave me alone. He disappears. So she goes to check it out to see if the coast is clear. You don't see anybody. But what you do hear is a truck pulling up. Now, Art the Clown drives straight through the doors and runs her ass over. And when he stops the car, he's jamming to like this jazzy type of music. This guy is, he's not only scary, he's not only creepy, he's not only brutal, but he's funny as hell, man. Like he's sitting up there just jamming, casually listening to fucking like, just, I don't know what type of music exactly he's listening to. So 
he you know he crouches down over um over victoria because she's actually still alive she's just got a little bit of blood pouring out her mouth she's only been hit by a truck she'll be perfectly fine right but what happens is he you know he he licks some of her blood off of his finger and i guess you know he he says to, he you know he thinks to himself like oh i like this i like the way she tastes that so what happens is the cops pull up and they see him crouching down over her body now we don't see what he's doing but we do hear a little bit of crunchy crunchy squishy squishy nasty business so you know either way you know it's not you, you know it's going to end terribly so what happens is the cops have their guns drawn. It's two cops and they're just like, get your fucking hands up. Turn around slowly. Let me see your hands in the dust. So what happens is Art pulls it. You know, he's got these emergency burners in his in, in his shoes, apparently. I guess that's the, the advantage of having those big ass clown shoes. You can stuff guns in there, you know, bouquets of flowers, little buzzer noisemakers, whoopee cushions, whatever you want, whenever you want in, the, in those shoes, man. So what he does is he pulls out a gun, puts the shit right in his mouth, blows his brains out right in front of the cops. And I'm like, holy shit, like he's he he's out. He's out of it, man. Like, I guess he figured, you know, my legacy is going to live on. But y'all not taking me to jail like I won't survive in jail. I won't be able to have my shoes, my makeup, my my, my little cup hat. I won't be able to have none of that. So he shoots himself, blows his brains out and they find out Victoria is still alive after we hear the crunchy, squishy, squishy sound. So. You know, we cut to the morgue scene, and it's nothing we haven't seen before. It's you know the coroner who's uh, who's seen all this too many times. You know he's so used to his job that the bodies don't phase him. So we get some coroner paramedic talk amongst the, amongst the three people. It's a, a woman, a guy that wheeled the two bodies in, and she's like, "Well, you're gonna need more than coffee because we we got reports of you know a couple more bodies coming up in here." And he's just like, he you know they're like, "Well, how can you just eat and drink coffee while you know while you're doing your job in here?" He's like, "Man, when you've seen a, a six month old get." get microwaved to death you know that was a line that was fucked up like whoever wrote that like well of course that you know the writer director he wrote that line but it's like that's vicious like to even mention that in the movie was just vicious so what happens is they leave out and the guy you know he looks at the the janitor's dead body and he's, he's kind of like it kind of messes him up because he looks at the janitor's you know bashed in face and he's just like jesus so he opens up uh art the clown's body bag he looks at him and it's creepy because art the clown's eyes are still open staring right at the guy and he's just like hope your 15 minutes of fame were worth it you sick son of a bitch he's just talking shit to the dead body but what's weird that happens is the lights start to flicker on and off so i'm thinking like are we getting some supernatural shit here are we getting like a second serial killer but nope art the clown wakes right up bullet to the to the skull and everything all the damage that he endured through the movie blew his own brains out and was believed to be dead nope he wakes right up and chokes this doctor so you already know the doctor's dead because they you know they zoom down the hallway uh, uh outward from the uh you know from the from the room where he has the bodies at and he you know the last thing we see of art the clown or the coroner um is him choking the shit out of him so it's like that's that's what confused me about the movie it's like wait so art the clown is supernatural but i part you know what i won't even question that because we've been playing around with the idea that michael myers is is supernatural all these years since 1978 you know surviving gunshot i mean he's never been shot in the head but surviving gunshots all that shit we played around with the idea in probably parts two three and four of friday the 13th it's like is jason human is he deformed just a deformed human being or is he supernatural like what's going on 
So the fact that Art the Clown wakes up after a gunshot wound to the like a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head of all things, I'm not really going to question it when the sequel comes about because you know when you create a character like that that's just completely original, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. So um, if Damien Leone wants to make Art the Clown supernatural, if he wants to make a you know some type of backstory where there's uh, there's only one way to kill him, I don't know. He can do whatever he wants, man. That's his baby. So. What happens is what had happened was after that scene, we uh, we do get a scene where they are at the hospital one year later. Now, there's a nurse talking to um, a husband and a wife and there's a woman in a wheelchair and it's just like, yeah, we're going to miss her here. She was such a light on everyone, making everyone laugh. And they're like, well, thank you, doctor, for taking care of her. So when the wheelchair turns around, we see that it is Victoria uh, at the hospital at the end. But her face, we see that Victoria is the woman who was in the very beginning of the movie being interviewed by um by Monica Brown played by Katie McGuire. So we see that you know Victoria I guess the, the fact of everything that she went through and the fact that her face was so fucked up that's what made her like have snap out in that murderous rage and kill Monica in the beginning of the movie because all you really have at the end you know the wheelchair they turn the wheelchair around and they start to wheel her out and you see her face all disfigured and shit and um, again, her face is fucked up, people. I'm telling y'all, it looks like a mix between somebody threw acid on her face while she was getting mauled to death by a Tyrannosaurus Rex or some shit like that. And then somebody decided to eat the remains. And they basically looks it looks like they did what they could with her face. But it's messed up, man. But then we get a quick flash at the end of Art the Clown. And then then the credits roll after that. So it's like I'm wondering what they're going to do with this sequel man because they of course they left it open art the clown came back victoria's still alive um and and i know the announcements for the sequel i know F uh, felisa rose from sleepaway camp and uh tamara glenn from halloween 5 are actually cast in the terrifier 2 so with that being said man i i love the shit out this movie people i give it an 8 out of 10 solid 8 out of 10 what keeps it from a, a a perfect 10 is the fact that the cat and mouse shit was definitely a little overwhelming and it went on a little bit too long and it happened a lot so but like i said man that didn't um you know that definitely didn't uh that did not break the film for me whatsoever it's definitely an 8 out of 10 uh especially because not only was the movie gory like i can i love gore i'm a gore hound but when you have a character because like i said that you know the plot is not anything extravagant i wasn't going into any i wasn't going in looking for oscar worthy acting i wasn't going in looking for oh, what are the hidden the hidden themes in this movie and you know are they going to say something uh you know as far as a, a political statement it's like no they're not doing any of that so i didn't go into it looking for that but what i did get on top of some crazy, crazy, crazy ass practical gore effects, what I did get was hopefully, man, what is going to be a new, creepy, brutal, just scary, funny as hell um, slasher icon for the ages, man. Like I said, this movie came out in 2016, so it is definitely still a part of the new era of uh, the new wave of slashers, man. I would I would put him in there along with um uh, Victor Crowley from the Hatchet series. I will put Art the Clown in there along with um, the Midnight Man from The Collector. And uh, we are getting a third movie in that entry, hopefully soon. And I would also put him up there, even though it was only two movies, I would put him up there with Jacob Goodnight from uh, See No Evil. Yeah, I would definitely. Art the Clown, man, you have earned 
you have earned your spot in in uh in horror slasher cinema in horror cinema altogether man and again shout out to not only damian leone for writing and directing this uh this horror gem man but shout out to david howard thornton all the cast members uh, uh shout out to them but shout out to david howard thornton man for for bringing this character to life man and just being straight up nightmare fuel because we are really we it's easy to get bombarded with clown characters like pennywise will always be the 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 most notable clown character you know when people think of clowns they do think of killer clowns from outer space or they think of pennywise mainly tim curry but now given uh with how well um it chapter one and chapter two was received and how good the movie actually was overall i love those movies um uh bill skarsgård god damn did i say alexander skarsgård in earlier on in this review i think i did so my mistake about that uh bill skarsgård who plays pennywise in the in the uh you know in the the, the remake of it people are going to think of those people automatically but hopefully with the way that this movie played out at least for me i hope that when people think of like sadistic clowns that murder people i hope they think of art the clown again big 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 fucking shout out to damien leo man this movie was I, i'm mad it took me so long to see this movie people and it's it, it is really like it's really like saw level of um of nasty but even saw never showed me a scene where a girl gets you know cut in half from the kitty to the titties like i ain't never seen that shit they went straight up ed gein up in that motherfucker because ed gein i don't know if anybody know ed gein is the guy who uh the texas chainsaw massacre was loosely based around you know he was a grave robber he ate people but there's a crime scene photo in ed Gein from ed gein's house and you know his murder spree where he did have a decapitated woman hanging upside down and he literally cut her from the kitty to the titties you know he cut her like he cut all the way down or all the way up whatever fucking direction you want to consider it going but um they went straight up ed gein i don't know if they if if they uh had that guy in mind when they constructed that scene but that's exactly what it uh what it took me back to man and that is um that is probably one of the cringiest moments i've ever seen in my life in a horror movie man definitely one of the most uh definitely one of the cringiest and uh more recent horror movies i've seen man but yeah eight out of ten man the terrifier man y'all definitely have to check the movie out it's on netflix i'm not sure what other platforms it might be on but it's definitely on netflix for those who do have netflix and i you know i can't talk too much shit about netflix man i'm actually going to watch six underground today but just catching the terrifier on there i wouldn't have caught it otherwise man i swear to god so big shout out to netflix for for um you know for swinging that swinging that my way basically man it's uh god man hope i'm surprised i didn't have any nightmares last night about it i know art the clown will haunt one of my nightmares eventually but or um hopefully that won't be anytime soon man because I've, I've been having some decent dreamery recently so i don't you know i don't need that guy you know his buffalo bill ed Gein, uh jigsaw shit invade invade in my space up in my dreams because it's like i don't i don't have the dream warrior power to like you know i can't I, you know i can't run in my dreams you know, I, I glide unnecessarily. Like, there's certain things that I can't do. Like, when I try to fight somebody, I swing, like, really slow. Like, it's weird, man. So, I don't want to run in the art the clown. Like, it'll be one of those situations where I have to force myself to wake up. That's my dream power. I can force myself to wake up. Sometimes I'll get stuck. Like, my eye, one eye will be open and I'll still be dreaming. And then the other one will be closed and shit. Like, y'all get what I'm saying. But, Terrifier, man. Like I said, 8 out of 10. So, people as i wrap up this podcast because i do have to finish watching six underground i kind of wanted to do commentary for it kind of want to do a review i don't know who knows what the day holds it's still early man it's not even one o'clock yet but 
Follow the podcast people on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. Come one, come all. Y'all are all welcome in the group. Long as y'all ain't talking about no religion, no politics, none of this COVID-19 pandemic shit, we all good, man. We all good. I mean, if it's, if it's movie related as far as like pandemics and shit go, that's fine. But let's not, you know, let's, let's focus on the good people. Movies are our escape. That's our escapism. That is a word, isn't it? Hopefully it is. If not, I just made one up. But um, shout out to the to the Tudor viewers, man. The listeners, the supporters, the lovers, man. Y'all are carrying me, man. Carry me. I think it's been six, seven months I've been doing this so far. Seems like longer, but y'all, man, the love I'm getting. I say it every time. The love I'm getting. I'm always show the love right back to y'all. The love and all the support, man. Like I said, uh, if anybody wants me to plug their podcast check out their review subscribe to their youtube channel whatever the case may be man uh just let me know and i will definitely do that so that being said people yours truly romero tudor another episode of tudor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one